Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you had a great week, and uh, it's it's time to continue uh, these conversations. Uh, this is the first podcast that is being recorded on my new platform, and uh, I guess that's kind of the big the biggest announcement this week is uh, I have consolidated. All of my content, everything I'm writing, recording, uh, is all uh, now available to you at danrose.substack.com. danrose.substack.com. And uh, I would encourage you to head there, check it out, uh, subscribe. Uh, this this platform uh, is kind of combines like a newsletter and a blog and a podcast and brings it all together into one big thing. And uh, eventually what's going to happen is I will, uh, I'll turn on um, subscriptions. And basically what that's going to allow is for people to, you know, say thanks, I guess, in a way, right? Um, you know, you want to, maybe maybe you listen to this podcast or you read my blogs and you're not in, in the Ypsilanti area and you want to, you know, throw me a, a cup of coffee or something. Uh, that's basically kind of the idea uh, with with the subscription service. Uh, whenever whenever I light that up, uh, it'll there'll be two options. One will be five dollars a month, and the other will be fifty dollars a year. Now, all of the content will always be free, and uh, I will do a few subscriber only, uh, ask me anything, and a few different things. Uh, potentially, we'll do like some political conversations that are subscriber only. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, what, what content you're already receiving from me, you will always receive that for free. Um, but I just was looking for a way to, uh, yeah, to, to kind of create potentially some revenue stream from, from the content that I create. And this seems to be the best place for that. So danrose.substack.com. Uh, or uh, you can go to danielmrose.com, and it takes you right there as well. So uh, join join up, drop me your email uh, on the website there, and, and get all of my content right into your inbox uh, every time I post. So uh, that's the big thing. I am uh, currently also uh, doing some pulpit supplies, so I'm preaching Sunday mornings at Peace Presbyterian in Flint, Michigan at 1045. So if you want to uh, join me there sometime, uh, hang out, uh, you know, we can worship together and then and then head out and grab a bite of lunch or something. Uh, Sunday nights, we host uh, missional communities, one in Fowlerville and one in Creekside in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Uh, that uh, Both those happen from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. on Sunday nights. Uh, so you can get all of those details at acts13.net. Uh, and then finally, uh, Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock, uh, is Doubt on Tap. I host that with my good friend Mike. And uh, so if you want to engage with me and a bunch of other, and a good handful of other folks about uh, issues and ideas that matter, come join us. Uh, it is a diverse group, and uh, it'll give you an opportunity to maybe engage with some people that uh, are different from you. So uh, those those are the announcements, those things I want you to know about. Uh, so let's let's get into it, shall we? We are in uh, episode number 
part three of uh, on parenting principles. And uh, last week we talked about uh, their sin. Uh, you know, their sin is not our sin. And this week we are talking about uh, asking for forgiveness. So, you know, as I, as I was thinking about this principle, uh, I have come to the conclusion that it is, is one of the more difficult ones. Uh, really, all these principles are hard. Uh, but there is just something something about swallowing your pride and looking at your kid and saying, will you please forgive me? This was really driven home for me a few years ago. Ethan had just gotten his driver's license. or He had either just gotten it or had it for a little while. Um, and we were, Amy and I were down at the pool with our neighbors uh, at the at the neighborhood pool, Libby uh, and her friend kind of rolled in after us and said, "Hey, you know, we saw Ethan driving around the neighborhood acting the fool uh, with his friends in his car, which really surprised us um, because Ethan was supposed to be at uh, at a girl's home having dinner with her and her family. Now we, you know, we're we're modern parents, right?" And so we had, uh, we had done what all seemingly all parents do these days. We put uh, Life Three Hundred and Sixty on Ethan's phone. It's an it's an app that uh, tracks tracks the kids, tracks whoever you, you know you have. It's kind of like uh, find my friends with uh, Apple uh, only on steroids. And so uh, we pulled up the app. And sure enough, he was right where he was supposed to be. Well, but we did not believe our eyes. We decided, uh, you know, through a lot of uh, crazy logical jumps that Ethan was tricking tricking the app, right? That he he was he was working around it. That he had gotten around it. And uh, so we we did not believe the best in our son. Uh, so I texted him, no response called his friend, uh, who Libby said she saw him with. And of course, his friend was like, oh, he didn't, no, I thought he was over at so-and-so's house. And our response to that was, well, obviously he's covering. He's covering because they don't want to get in trouble. Um, so I called Ethan again, probably called him another two or three times. Finally, he picks up and he was pissed. He was really angry uh, because he felt really rude answering the phone in the middle of dinner. Yep. Uh, we really, uh, we blew it. Uh, that that whole thing played out that particular way because we did not trust Ethan. We didn't trust that he was the person that we had raised him to be. The, the fact of the matter is my own self-doubt, Amy's own self-doubt, uh, our own sense of personal inadequacy of par- as parents shaped our perception of him. We were projecting ourselves on to him. And so that night we had a very long conversation, one that he did not want to have because he was so angry, uh, but one where Amy and I had to do one of the hardest things that you have to do in parenting. We asked forgiveness. Uh, we had to admit to Ethan that we were wrong. We failed as people uh, to trust someone who is trustworthy. So we owned it. We owned our failure. We asked for forgiveness. And in that moment, 
we also felt compelled to put our actions to words and remove the app from his phone. Um, we decided to trust him until he proved otherwise. That was a huge step uh, because there are times when just saying, you know, just just asking for forgiveness uh, is 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 all you need to do. There are other times where there are actions that need to be taken, and we had to show him that we trusted him. That was something that was important to us as parents. You know, oftentimes when we have these kinds of conversations, the shoe's on the other foot, right? And we say, well, you know, trust has to be earned back. And that's a very difficult thing. We say that to our kids. Uh, But what happens when we break trust, when we as parents break trust? Well, we seek forgiveness and then we also seek uh, reconciliation and restoration. We We have to pursue all three of those things. And we have to be the ones that are intentionally doing it. And that's really hard because we're supposed to have it all together. Uh, Over the years, I have had to apologize and seek forgiveness uh, from Ethan and Libby often. (laughs) I, um, for those of you that know me, know that my mouth uh, moves a lot faster than my brain. And there, I blow it guys. I blow it all the time. And, uh, and so even when they were little, uh, you know, we think we know everything and this is so not true. Uh, there, there, if you're a young parent, there are going to be times and situations that come up, um, that you don't have the full picture and you don't know all the details. I know it's been true in my parenting. Uh, and so what happens is, is we make a snap judgment only to learn later that we are wrong in our assessment. We had we had bad information or we had limited information. Uh, whatever it was, we didn't we didn't have the full picture to make the right assessment. And uh, and so when that happens, we have to own it. And we have to seek forgiveness of the child that's entrusted to us. We we have we have to do that. Um and you might be asking, so doesn't this make us look weak? Doesn't this give too much power to the child? Aren't we putting ourselves in a position to no longer be able to have them respect us? Nope. Decidedly, I, I, I'm telling you, I look back on my parenting and, uh, you know, these years, and, and I got to tell you, decidedly, the answer to that is no. No. I think... Uh, I think when we when we own our failures and our mistakes, we humanize ourselves. We actually become a safer place uh, for the people in our lives, not just kids, but just the, the people in our lives in general. They'll know that they can come and be honest with us because when we get it wrong, we seek to get it right in the end. And there is no there, and as a result, there's no sense of this kind of holier than thou attitude. I can't, you can't overstate how important this process is. Like we have, we have to get to that place. We have to get to that place where, where we have created an environment that, that our kids know that mom and dad, while not perfect, are safe. That they, that because we're able to say about our own selves, Hey, we've blown it. We're we're not perfect. We didn't we didn't get this one right. It makes it so that our kids can turn around and do the same thing. They can come to us 
and say, hey, I messed up. I didn't, I didn't get this one right. Please forgive me. And if we've already displayed that, if we've put this, put this on display for them, then they know that we are going to be grace-centered and that we will, we will offer the forgiveness that we expect them to offer to us. Henry Nowen talks about becoming a wounded healer, not a healed wounder. Uh, so when we embrace our own brokenness before children, uh, before our kids, uh, it opens the door for them to not be perfect. When we don't hide our sin, they won't hide theirs either. So this means that the time it takes to seek and receive reconciliation in broken relationships is shorter. You see, the goal of the goal of seeking forgiveness is is not is not to put ourselves in the place where our kids will come to us. That's a benefit. Like that's part of it. The goal, the end goal of all of this is is that we want to have right relationships with our kids. We want to have relationships with our kids that that are rooted in for, rooted in grace and forgiveness that bring about reconciliation and ultimately restoration. Too many too many parent-child relationships I don't experience that. Don't they don't experience those three phases. Maybe forget maybe forgiveness gets gets extended, but reconciliation oftentimes not and, and, and there's so many so many parent-child relationships that are that are in a state of non-restoration, that are unrestored. And so me as a parent, me as a dad, I want my I want my relationships with my wife, with my kids. I want them to be in a constant state of restoration. I, I that I want to I want to exist in that space with them. Um, you know, it's and th- I think this is so hard because it demands us to be vulnerable in front of them. As parents, you know, we want our kids to be vulnerable with us. Yet we won't. They won't know how to do that unless we model for them. They have to see us being vulnerable so they know what that looks like so they in turn can respond in kind if we build up these walls of i've got it together and i am perfect and there's no question and no doubt about that then then that is the same thing that they are going to do but if we create this back and forth relationship if we're able to let down the walls and and we can we can say i'm not perfect please forgive me, I blew it. Then they are going to see that. They're going to catch that. Because remember, parenting is, parent. The, the core of parenting is caught, not taught. Right? Our words, the things that we teach kids, uh, oftentimes just goes right, right over them. But they catch how we act. They catch how we model. They catch what we show them. Um, and when Ethan and Libby were young, I was working full-time. I was going to seminary full-time. I think I was pretty much in a constant state of mental exhaustion. There was very little in my emotional and relational tanks at the end of a day or a week. And more times than I can count, I was short with them for no good reason. We all get there, right? Like we're just, we've burnt the candle at both ends and you just come to the end of you come to the end of your wits and you just got nothing left and the, and the smallest little thing sets you off. Not in some abusive way, but just, you know, 
just be quiet, <laughs> right? You know, you just, you just, you just flip that switch and they're just doing what kids do. And, and you got, you got nothing left for them. We all go through seasons in our lives like that. And, and, and when those, when those moments happened, I had to say, please forgive me. You didn't deserve that. Dad is, I'm really tired. I love you. And you know, you know what the response pretty much always was? I forgive you, Dad. I love you. And then they, they ran off to play. Now, those seem like small little things in the moment. But after years and years of building this foundation, of laying this foundation of grace and forgiveness, of being vulnerable, of opening myself, of showing them and admitting to them that, that I'm not perfect, you come to a place where when you blow it big and you break their trust, like we did with Ethan that day, when that happens, you'll have built a platform where your pursuit of forgiveness is understood to be genuine and authentic. That day, Ethan was, he was angry. He was so mad. So, so mad. He spoke truth to us. But Ethan also forgave us. And as a result, our relationship was, was that much stronger. This process of admitting you're wrong, this process of, of saying, yeah, I blew it. Please forgive me. It, it's, it's kind of like steel being forged in the fire. When you go through this process with those you love, whether it's your children or your spouse or your close friends, your relationship gets stronger. It grows deeper. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you um, to own your mistakes with your kids and ask for forgiveness. If you can do that, I am confident, I am confident that you will that you will have a stronger relationship with them, that there will be there will be much grace and and you will create a space where your relationship where you in your relationship where you can pursue, forgiveness, reconciliation, and restoration uh, with, with your kids. All right. That's principle, principle number two, uh, asking for forgiveness. It's, it, it really is. It really is that important. Uh, so, hey, I would love to hear from you. would love to know your thoughts on this. Uh, drop, drop a comment. Uh, you know, over over at danrose.substack.com on this on this post, or a comment on iTunes or wherever it is, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Um, I really, I'd love to hear your stories of of how you've how either you've sought forgiveness or how uh, maybe your parents uh, asked for forgiveness and that helped that helped build your relationship with them. So. Let's keep talking. Uh, join me. Join me in the conversation. 
And uh, let's continue this process of learning to love well. So until next week, uh, love well, my friends.